Broadcasting live from Buffalo State College, here is The Blitz on 91.3 FM. Welcome to WBNY's The Blitz on 91.3 FM, Buffalo. Buffalo's original channel is brought to you by the Buffalo Student Activity Fee. I am your host, Frank The Tank. And in Studio B is right over there, the man with the plan, Double D, uh, Dan, uh, Dale. And then sitting next to him is uh, Jets fan correspondent, Braden Hayes. And with me in studio first time, Chris Giacobello. Chris, let's get to know you. How's it going, guys? Can you guys? You guys can hear me, right? I think so. There, there is something wrong with the headphones back here. Yeah, there's something wrong up here with them. There, I cannot hear you one little bit. How about now? I don't know what happened, but something's wrong. They're all up. Because all I can hear is just like the dead tone. I don't oh, know I why. Can, I can hear like a little bit. I'm you can hear sorry. a little bit? Yeah, wait. Just like put this one. This isn't on me, oh by the God. way. I just want to point that this, I'm producing right now Frank the Tank Show, but this is... It's just not working today. I don't know what it is. Our, I don't know. We're, we're, having, we're having problems. This I is, don't know. I mean, no, I think... They, they touch things. They do things, and then everything goes wrong. What's ha- everything's, everything's on. Everything seems like it's working. Well, anyway, I think, I think we can all hear you. So, Chris, uh... Tell us, you know, your favorite teams, why you're here at Buff State, and, you know, why you're joining us on the Blitz today. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, a little fun fact. Uh, I guess you say it's my first time here. Uh, came in as a senior um, with all these credits I got. Uh, ah, we have a delay, but it's very quiet. It's we're, we're, we're trying here, Frank. I'm trying to this get isn't on. This cannot be on happening me. going. Every I'll be honest, I can't hear anyone through this. Yeah, I can't hear a single thing. Wow, that's a big delay. Damn, what happened? Blitz listeners, just uh, <laughs> experiencing a little technical difficulties. Of course, of course, on my producing day when it, I have I so much pressure on my shoulders. Day. I know absolutely nothing. Well, you have to know something. I don't know anything here, Frank. Okay, here's the thing. I hear you through your mic. I can barely hear Brayden. And I can't hear a thing out of Studio A mic. What is happening right now? Everything, we had everything lined up perfectly. Where's Greg? Do we need to get Greg in here? Okay, that, that, it's a little bit better. I can hear you. You're you're still, we're still out of the way. What is happening here? The Blitz is in... Technical difficulty mode. I can't hear anything out of this mic. Yeah, I hear you perfectly fine now. We're just on a delay. Am I on a delay? Yeah, I definitely am. What? What is happening? Yeah, my. I don't know. My thing is so delayed too. My headphones. Is this mic on? <laughs> like, is it here? Is it turned up all the way? Can you see? Uh, Everybody's in the delay. What's? It would just honestly do any of them. Just push any to the like right. And see if we can hear this. You. This is the Blitz technical difficulty show. Everything going wrong is going wrong. I already have so much pressure on my shoulders right now for carrying the show, and now I can't. Damn, why can't I hear him? Uh, Blitz listeners, uh, we're. I don't know what's going on right now. This is. this. We have absolute mayhem right now 
in the, at the Blitz. Who can't you hear? Studio A. I d- Brayden. Oh, Brayden. Can you do me, Brayden? He. Okay. This is so much is happening right now. All of them are on. Yeah. There we go. Oh. Oh, that's so loud. <laughs> All right. All right, Blitz listeners, we're back. We're back in business. Anyway, like I was saying, uh, I'm your host, Frank the Tank. I have Dan Dale over there in Studio B when he sits back down. Braden Hayes, Jets correspondent over there. And Chris Giacobello. Let's, uh, let's reintroduce you to the Blitz listeners and uh, tell us favorite teams, favorite sports, Everything what you did. Right uh, yeah, I mean, I hope you guys can hear me through this. I can hear you now. Okay, okay. we're good. All right, sounds good. Um, yeah, so... Uh, me, I'm just a big-time sports fan. I love any and every sport, honestly. Number one, it's got to be soccer. Grew up a really big Madrid fan. A la Madrid y nada más. Oh! Um, also grew up a big Eagles fan. My dad's, of course, he was born and raised here, so I know a lot about the Bills. Go back to J.P. Lozman, Trent Edwards. All right. I know my stuff, I guess you can say. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm here just because, you know, I love sports, and I want to do anything, everything with talking about sports reporting sports who knows well chris you're in the right spot because we are the perfect place to do that and learn that and speaking of eagles we had a little monday night football action going on between the uh philadelphia eagles and uh my tampa bay buccaneers an absolute uh embarrassment out of the buccaneers offense there mike evans uh Cannot hold on to the ball for his life. He made one spectacular catch and one touchdown catch, and that was it. That was all you saw out of Mike Evans. Kate Otten, who's supposed to be our generational tight end, replacing Gronk, can't hold on to the ball. Chris Godwin can't um, get open for his life. Baker did all he could. Offensive line uh, was able to give him some pocket time, but um, overall they just couldn't get anything done. Defensively, they held up on their own. But, you know, second Devin White gets a pick. Rashad White goes for, you know, getting a first down. Then, of course, they punch it right out of his stomach to get the Eagles the ball right back. And the Eagles go on to win 25-11. to 11. Any comments on this game, boys? What would you think? Any, any fun things you saw from the game? All right. The other Monday Night Football game was the uh, Cincinnati Bengals versus the Los Angeles Rams, which was also kind of a weird game. Joe Burrow looked fine, but he still wasn't to that caliber that we know um that we know that he absolutely can be. Jamar Chase put on an absolute show over I think like what 141 yards, nine catches. He was he was on fire, but overall everywhere else, Joe Mixon got put up a big 14-yard touchdown run. But for some reason, this Bengals team still even getting a win and um not going 0 3, they it doesn't feel like, they're still a cohesive unit yet as that offense. Defensively, they put up a great stand against the Rams, who uh, have looked better than we all thought they would be with Matthew Stafford and Puka Nakua. But, um, no, just some weird decision-making is in that game. And just overall, a weird Monday Night Football slate, but not, you know, a complete, not a complete weird, uh, you know, embarrassment of Monday Night Football showing from each team's. Anyone see anything from each game that they, you know, want to talk about that they liked? You, you know, Frank, um, I the games I thought were, I don't want to say incredible, but I, I thought they were at least half decent. 
the Eagles were dominant as ever. Um, I I mean, their run game has evolved so much from just Joe and Hurts sneaking it on the one. Uh, now with Swift, I mean, the next goal is to get Kelsey for blocking for Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift, so you can have Kelsey Taylor Swift. What is this? Don't yeah. stop it. Yeah, we we need it to happen. No, we, we don't. Need it to happen. We don't need the Eagles to get another elite running back to improve their running game. Look, they already have like four running backs. You know what's gonna hurt with one more? Imagine it's a real possibility. It's Bills Eagles, and you want the Eagles to have Jonathan Taylor behind uh, Jason Kelsey and that amazing offensive line. You want that? I I mean the the thing is is that I think Jonathan Taylor is such a good back that they don't really need him. No, I just want it for the meme. Oh, it's be hilarious. I just want it for the meme for Taylor Swift okay. to be on the team. Like I just want Jason Kelsey blocking for Taylor and Swift. All right, let 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 me have like then we can have the real fight. Who who's the better couple, Travis Kelsey and the actual Taylor Swift or, Tra- uh, J- Jason Kelsey. Blocking for Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift. You got the two mixed up. Travis no. has the real tease with you. Love you, Blondie. And then Jason has would be have, for some unforgod reason, what you bring up is Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift, which they don't need because they have Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. Right. They're not going to – there's no way they're going to But, I mean, go. but besides that, I thought the Eagles' defense looked good. It was a really weird – Game also at times. I yeah. thought that the Jalen Hurts interception that that first one was was that the one yard line. I, I just the, don't know what happened. The Devin White one. The the running back just like turned up, didn't even look around, and Hurts just threw it straight to your Buccaneers. Like yeah, that was the Devin White interception, which led to nothing because Rashad White would have the ball punched out of his stomach anyway. So yeah, absolute kind of embarrassing. You know, kind of felt a lot of shame. Right. Um, And then besides that, I think that uh, the Eagles were just – I mean, I felt bad for your Buccaneers that fumbled two straight plays. I mean, one was recovered, and then the other, Rashad White, just got blown up. Um, You know, your receivers couldn't get anything going. Uh, Really, we have learned that Baker Mayfield is just straight up Feeding Mike Evans. Yeah, that's really it. Like, Chris Godwin became invisible. Which is, it hurts, because I know Mike Evans is on a career year. He wants to get paid either with the Buccaneers or he's going somewhere else. Hurts to say. But you can't leave out Chris Godwin, who is another elite receiver. I think we have one of the best receiving cores in the league. I don't think people can really argue that. So just to not really even... Just for Chris Godwin to not even be like the first look in your head and be like, all right, I'm going to see what Chris is going to do on this. I'm going to uh, do a, either an out or an in and just, you know, get him to him perfectly. That hasn't been the case. It's either been Mike Evans, either going to go for an angry run, or he's just going to he's gonna find somehow to get K-Dot in the ball, but it's not going to work. And I just don't. I have all the respect for Dave Canellis, the new offensive um, coordinator. He's doing everything he can with this team. Because last year it was abysmal. I don't care what anyone says. The offense was not good even with Tom Brady. But to bring in this new offensive coordinator who can find a way to use Baker effectively more than any coach he's ever worked with can. But last night was, or two nights ago, it was just 
I don't know what what wasn't clicking, but uh, luckily it's early in the season. We're still two and one, so I think we st- we have absolutely all the time in the world to figure this out. It it took the Tampa uh, Buccaneers with Brady. It took them to like week six to figure out to figure it out. We lost against a really good team, possibly the first or second best team in the NFC, maybe even the third best in the um, the league. So it's just it's okay to lose this game and not completely feel like we're done. It's okay. I mean, I felt like that right after the game. I wasn't, you know, maybe I was punching things, but who knows? <laughs> but um, no, I think the Buccaneers have all the time in the world to go and figure out what we can do and reevaluate and set our course on the Saints and the NFC South in general. Yeah, I mean, the, I I think there's a lot of things the Buccaneers need to improve on. Um, I I hate people already saying like the Buccaneers offense isn't going to be good because of Baker. I, I think we've already kind of thrown that into like way past what you need to be saying. Yeah. Like, of course it won't be the same as Tom Brady throwing the ball, but it, it doesn't mean that you should just give up on Baker. Remember Baker's, this is what his eighth time learning a new system. Uh, give, give him a little leeway, man. And he's faced a couple I, I mean, he beat Minnesota. He beat um, Chicago. What was the other team? I'm sorry. Chicago. Oh, okay. Um, and then, you know, even though it wasn't close against the Eagles, you could still see that one of that touchdowns was it, not Baker's fault. It should have been close, which it's – I know it wasn't, but it should have been close to do of a game. Mike Evans drops the ball in the end zone. Like, we had so many chances – to either win or just get close enough to where it wasn't like kind of a blowout game to go ahead for let them to go ahead three scores. We had so many opportunities to let to not let that happen and keep up with them. But there were just too many missed opportunities on the offensive side of the ball. I honestly thought it was completely Mike Evans' fault. He just kept moving no, away yeah. from the ball. Like I I was like, "What are you doing?" Wait, I I get it. Maybe you want to like, just anticipate it. But the thing is, you should figure out that ball wasn't, like, coming straight at you like a bullet. It was a lob. Mm-hmm. And that gives enough time for any defender in that vicinity to just come over and whack it. Yeah. And you, you can't, like, just wait no matter how open you are. We've seen it all the time where it's, like, people celebrate too early. Uh, Garrett Wilson against the Bills. Yeah. Uh, you got... Sammy Watkins against the Jets that one year. You just can't take things for granted and like expect them to happen if nothing else, nobody is around you. Yeah, especially for a receiver like him who's supposed to be locked in this year, going into free agency, and with someone who has been touted as probably the most underrated wide receiver, maybe all time or just the past 10 years. So it's been really just... It really sucked to see him perform like he did last night. Even though he put up an amazing catch towards the middle of the field, which did nothing at the eighth minute of the fourth quarter, so it really did nothing. But um, no, just a just a shameful performance last night. But speaking of Monday night, Joe Burrow played on his uh, reaggravated uh right calf, and he was fine. And he was, uh, you know, he able to he 
wasn't uh, attacked as much. I think his offensive line looked way better than it usually does, which means he's not getting sacked seven times in a row. But, um, you know, it's good for the Bengals to get rolling, but they got to pick it up soon. For some reason, they still don't look like the team that they can be. Anyone have any comments on how the Bengals look and what we can expect them in the future? Bengals-Rams game? Yeah. Okay. Um, honestly, it was really courageous for Joe Burrow to do what he did and, like, fight to play that game. Uh, I mean, Jamar Chase had a great game. The defense, that that Rams offensive line looked like Swiss cheese uh, completely. Stafford still had a somewhat decent game. I mean, he got the touchdown at the end. They brought it close near the minute of the game. I, You know, the one thing that bothers me was that 2-2 Atwell end round yeah. that got called back uh, after looking like a touchdown, which I don't think there was enough evidence to call it back. Um, I, I mean, you can't really tell if his foot is on the line or not just due to the fact that his cleats are white, um, which I think is its own problem with it itself. Yeah. Um, I don't think there should be white cleats anymore just in the sense of it's trying to hide something. Well, it's like as Julian Edelman talked about with the red gloves when you play. Well, it makes it harder. Yeah. It it makes it harder to make decisions, which it works great when it goes in your favor, but it's also horribly, it goes horribly when it goes against you. Yeah. Because they can call you back 10, 20 yards that, you know, even though I don't want to like limit people on what shoes they wear, it's kind of like, is it really that difficult to wear like your team color shoes that isn't white? But I understand Bengals, white out. That yeah. makes sense. Or no, it wasn't even Bengals. It was Rams. Why are the Rams wearing white shoes? Like, uh, can't they wear blue or something? Like, come on. I know I'm complaining about shoes, but this is the stupidest rant I've probably had in a long time. I've but it, it's shoes. I've come heard. on. Just be. Just wear shoes that you can see things. I've heard you say worse. This isn't the worst rant you've ever had in the past, you know, week. But no, overall good Monday night football slate, and then uh, I guess we'll, I guess we'll talk about uh, Braden. Braden, let's uh, let's move it in some lots of Jets news. You can't hear me. Oh no. Okay, well we're gonna take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back within after these short few messages, and we'll have some more news on the other side. You can listen to the Blitz on 91.3 WBNY. Welcome back to the Blitz on 91.3 WBNY, Buffalo's original alternative. Boys, we have some breaking news here. News that I was hoping to break all summer. News that we've been anticipating all summer. We have some massive NBA breaking news. Damian Lillard is being traded to the Milwaukee Bucks and joining Giannis Antetokounmpo in a three-way trade that includes DeAndre Ayton, Drew Holiday, and I believe some other key players there between Phoenix. Let's see here. Yes, Lillard goes to Milwaukee as part of a three-team deal with Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, 
and Tumani Kamara, a 2029 unprotected uh, first round unprotected uh, pick swap rights in 2028 and 2030 to the Blazers. And Phoenix gets Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. Absolutely massive breaking news here on the Blitz. What a story to break. If there was any story to break, I'm glad it's that. But we're back. And uh, we're a little tight here. Uh, Studio B is being uh, evacuated because of the technical difficulties going on over there. Greg doesn't know what the problem is. He's going to be coming in at the end of the show. So we gotta... Chief Engineer does not know what's going on. So that means it's not my fault, and I don't feel any. I don't feel bad about it anymore. But all four of us now are in this room, and we're just going to be. We're just going to have a good time. We're going to make a lot of fun out of this. I bet. Good. Good episode coming here. I just had it. Okay. But um, does anyone have any input on the Damian Lillard trade? Just out of nowhere. I know we're not really big. I don't know if anyone else is big in, uh, into the NBA. I'm kind of into it. But recently I've been kind of out because I'm a Magic fan, but I just can't handle it anymore. So I kind of teeter off every year. But this is absolutely massive news. Does anyone... Anyone have some thoughts on the Damian Lillard trade to Milwaukee and joining Giannis and possibly joining a massive duo there? Yeah, I got it. I, I mean, I, I used to be with uh, Mr. Tanner Saunders, Mr. Basketball himself. Uh, so I, at least while he was here, I picked up on a couple of things. And this is huge. I mean, this is just huge within itself. Um, Milwaukee needed something. I, I mean, they had the down year after... Uh, they win the champ, and, you know, I think it's just time that they had to retool a little bit, and Lillard's just too good of a piece out there to be left out there too long. And I think that was the right move by the Bucks inquiring him because I don't think the Heat really wanted to give enough that the Portland Trail Blazers wanted. Yeah, no, it's been just back and forth the entire summer. And then every time you think the Heat get a little closer to it, they're just not, uh, they don't have enough to give up for Dame. And I guess the Bucks and, uh, or the, yeah, Bucks, Suns, and, uh, Blazers come together and they realize that they could do a three way trade here and get it done. And now Dame is with Giannis. So the East is going to be very interesting. Some would say the East now runs directly through Milwaukee, but we have to wait for the season to start with that. And we have a lot, a lot of news just going around the NFL in the past two days, including today, and including one that has been shut down by a Falcons front office. But, you know, these are rumors for a reason. You know, people talk. Kyle Pitts, the former first round pick, pick number four, the tight end out of University of Florida. Hasn't been producing as much as we thought he would with Atlanta. But, Percy, that's not his fault. Desmond Ritter's throwing him the ball. Said this for a year and a half now. You can't produce when Desmond Ritter's throwing you the ball. That's why Bijan's going, doing great on the on the run. Because he has Desmond Ritter doesn't have to be involved with the play. So, these trade rumors about Kyle Pitts, I think they're fair. I think 
he has to get out of Atlanta if he wants to succeed in the NFL because he only has three touchdowns in his career. That should not be, that should just shouldn't be a, a stat to his name. He had the 1,000-yard season his rookie year, but uh, since then it's just been uh, an absolute dumpster fire there in Atlanta. Even if they are 2-1, and one, I mean, Kyle Pitts, he's been, he's way too good of a talent to be wasted there in Atlanta, especially with Desmond Ritter. Anyone have any any comments on that? Just, you know, what do you think about Kyle Pitts in this situation with the Falcons and the trade rumors? Yeah, I mean, personally, I think Kyle Pitts is being underutilized at Atlanta. I mean, if you look at his rookie season alone, I mean, he had, what, a, a tremendous amount of yards compared to the last, what, two, three seasons he's had? Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's his play or just the court, what the coordinator's drawing up, but something's got to be fixed in Atlanta is what I'm saying. No, absolutely. Just because, I mean, Desmond Ritter... For some reason, they love him. I don't understand it. When he is nowhere near a reason that you are two and one, it is not his. It's not his play. It's not how the, he commands the um the field. It's it's Bijan, who has been a key factor in winning you games, and it's been that defense who they who they stacked up during the off season, which is I mean it's good to see that their um acquisitions are making good plays like Jesse Bates, but overall, I mean, it's Kyle Pitts has to be frustrated with the way he's been treated there and has to be, you know, obviously looking at these rumors and maybe thinking, I mean, I'm okay with being traded, but it has to be to a competent team, to a competent quarterback, and they have to get some sort of fair trade there with him. And more news around the NFL. Braden, this is what I was trying to talk to you before, but we are those problems going on. The Jets are Jets are making a lot of lot of news recently. I know. Including, uh, let's see, I have a little clip here to play everyone. Oh my god. They were saying, um, these tickets ain't yeah. cheap, Zach. Well, Jess fans, Braden, I have to agree. Me too. Because. You can't pay that much money to see a top three defense be wasted by a bottom-tier quarterback in Zach Wilson, the BYU boy himself. I mean, you also do have to feel for him. He probably had no thought in his head heading into this season that this would be the position that he's in. He was honestly probably looking forward to learning behind Aaron Rodgers and seeing him play on the field and seeing how he can command the field and that offense to win games. But now when it's you and you're not really when the when it's not really your offense because all offseason I bet they've been working on plays with Aaron Rodgers so they can produce as much as they can with him. This doesn't seem like a Zach Wilson offense and you can tell sometimes he looks completely, you know, anxious, shocked. And then sometimes he also looks like He's a star quarterback, but that's only one play out of the 29 throws he, uh, the 29 uh, attempts he does. And it's starting to boil over now where um, uh, Robert Sala, the head coach of the New York Jets, there's fear that he's apparently losing the locker room with the defense and some of the um, star offensive players over his almost undying loyalty and trust to Zach Wilson and the, him taking command of the team, which I mean... 
when you're that good of a defense and you know you can win games and you've been a, one of the most pivotal reasons you win games from last season to this season now, it has to be frustrating to for that for these games just to be thrown out of the just thrown out because you have Zach Wilson throwing the ball to you know yes star talent but when you have a Zach Wilson as your quarterback who doesn't look like a star um, quarterback not even an average quarterback it has to be frustrating especially to see your head coach saying no 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 he's fine you'll you'll get there we're gonna we're gonna make it work obviously some Tom tensions are gonna boil over there at some point. Yeah, I like the optimism from Salah last year, year before with Wilson, saying that he's our guy, we're going to develop him and all that. But at this point, I mean, it's like there's not much you can do, especially with Rodgers being his uh his guy, his veteran like leader. And now you just go out there first New England, I mean, and just lose that game like he did. Um I mean, I don't expect him to show out, but I expect him to win a game for us. Um uh, in this report, they uh, they describe the Jets that like the team in general. They could be ready to implode. Just saying that like they are as done as the uh, the New York Jets fan base is basically with Wilson. So they're feeling how we're feeling. Yeah, it's. I mean, I feel for Jets fans. I really do. I mean, to go from from literally going that you could potentially make a Super Bowl run, make it to maybe in the divisional, maybe in conference championship to now having the team imploding on itself because of uh, Salah's undying trust to Zach Wilson. And now, with that undying trust, maybe a little backstab to Zach Wilson after being told that he's the guy. Jets bring in veteran quarterback Trevor Simeon, who was on the team in, I believe, 2019. He played against the Browns when Sam Darnold got hurt, I believe. And so they add him into the practice squad, and... Is this the answer? Is this the key that the Jets need to open the gate and move forward into having a positive year this year? No, not uh, at all. Okay. <laughs> oh, come on. You can't give Trevor Simeon a little credit. No, come I mean, on. I, I would love to see Trevor Simeon over Zach Wilson. Oh, like, I'd like to see him ball out if he does it. Like, I'd love to see it, of course, like um, any other Jet fan. I mean, even NFL fan, you always root for the underdog, but... Um, I don't think he's going to make it happen. I'd almost rather have Wilson in there than him because Wilson still has a little bit of potential. Like he might have something in there. I, I don't see it anymore. I remember last year us having that same debate if Zach Wilson still has potential and there just, there, there isn't any, he's lost it over the years. That's just, you know, it, it's a Jets it's a Jets team, you know. How how other way? What other way can I explain it? You ruin Geno. You ruin Sam Darnold. You ruin Mark Sanchez. I mean, it's pretty easy. You ruin a lot of quarterbacks. It's the Jets' way. We would not be having this conversation if Braden Mann didn't make that tackle. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that, but uh, whatever draft Wilson and Lawrence were in, I forget what year exactly, but um, that year or whatever, Braden Mann made a tackle to stop a touchdown return, and if. If I want to say it was Dallas or somebody, if they score that touchdown, we lose. We get the number one pick. So, I mean, Trevor Lawrence would look nice on a Jets roster, but you can't think that way. I, in all honesty, I, I don't hope for Sally to get fired, but I kind of hope he. Like, I don't want to wish 
for somebody to get fired. Like, I hope Sawe does just because his defense is scary. That's the one thing. you. I, I, I could see the Jets hiring some bum off the street as their head coach next. I, I would love that. Get Bill Belichick back in there. We'll have these boys in oh my God. no time. Uh, he would retire the next day with a napkin again. He would say, ha, you thought. <laughs> oh, not my bad. Not Bill Belichick. Um, what's his name? Rex Ryan, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, no. I can't believe I made that mistake. Rex Ryan would turn this team into a Super Bowl contender. Exactly. Again. Wow. Again. That's a statement. Is it? I mean, am I wrong? Yes. Why? He lost it. He lost it after his stink with the Bills. That was his thing. Well, a lot of people lose it after the Bills. Yeah, but no guy gives up at the end of the season and <laughs> says, hey, I don't want to coach the last game. Have Anthony Wynn have a chance. Sounds like a Bills problem, not ours. Not a, sounds like a Bills problem. Another little piece of Jets news, which, <laughs> I mean, they last week it was the Bears can't stay out of the news. This week it's the Jets. I mean, Bears still can't, so. Yeah, that's a little. <laughs> we got to give them a little break here now. Yeah. Uh, but Colin Kaepernick on the behalf of Jake Cole, or Jake Cole on the behalf of Colin Kaepernick, has reached out to the Jets and asked, asked, I'm working, calm down. What, wait, was it Jake Cole who, I thought he just released the letter. Yeah, like, like, Colin bl- sent the letter. Jake Cole released it on, like, behalf, oh, okay, on the right. behalf of Sorry, Colin Kaepernick. Just, yeah. That's what I meant. Don't, how dare you? Can't turn Bas- me off. Shut you're, I, I can I can punch you. <laughs> Basically asking for the Jets for a tryout and just, hey, what's the worst that's gonna happen? You say no? Give me a shot. Give me a chance. Uh I would have loved this maybe six years ago. But um since twenty nineteen, no. He's been out of the league far too long. Even when he went out of the league, he was honest to me, probably an average, maybe even below average quarterback. He was a freak with his feet, absolutely. And during that Super Bowl run, he had an amazing arm, but since then it's been a slow decline. And you saw it happen when he was um, basically pushed out of the league. But And then 2019, when, the, when they set up a whole training facility for him to have teams come out and watch him practice, he moved it from the, the Falcons facility to some random high school and didn't even show up. And now to be knocking on the door of the New York Jets, asking for a job, a job which I think you will do, which I think Zach Wilson will do 1,000 times better than Colin Kaepernick in this situation, just because you can't bring in Kaepernick and have him learn all this offense, especially in Aaron Rodgers' offense, and now a little bit of Zach Wilson offense and have him come in and produce like I think Zach Wilson will. I think Zach Wilson leads his team way farther than Colin Kaepernick ever will. Braden, any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's looking like it's a Wilson and Simeon show. Just like seeing who can perform somewhat to hopefully give us a playoff berth and just cross our fingers that uh, Rodgers somehow magically comes back. Hey, Matt, if they do make the playoffs, and Rodgers has said maybe, maybe a little, little return there. What do you think, Dan? What do you think of the Kaepernick situation? I think it's fair that you at least send something. You know, I, I don't know if he's ever going to get another chance ever just because I think his reputation just got tarnished way too much and it's too much dirt to kick off and say, oh, what shiny new? You know, um, I, I wish he would get 
one more shot. I think everybody deserves a second chance. I'm one of those people. You know, maybe if I I don't agree with how he did everything that he did in the past, you know, I still believe that he deserves a second shot in the league. Um, but I think the Jets just have so many better options out there that have played more recently and have more game experience and are able to be in a better, you know, able to catch up with the game again pretty quickly just because they've only been out for maybe a year or a couple of months. You know, with Kaepernick, when was the last time he played? Five, six years ago now? So it's kind of like a college thing again. You're, you're, he's not in college. He's way older than a college student. But he has to get reacclimated, and it takes extra time for players who have been out of the game for that long to be reacclimated to the fast pace of the NFL as it is now. Um, so I think if the Jets would get Kirk or Wentz or Nick Foles, I think that would be three better options right there instead of going the Kaepernick way. I mean, yeah. The only one that I could see potentially truly happening, I don't see the Kirk Cousins trade happening. Because I remember like it was 2017, 2018 when they were when Kirk Cousins was leaving Washington and there was like a big like race for him. And I know it came down to Vikings and Jets and the Jets just didn't give as much money as the Vikings did. So I know the Jets had a shot at Kirk Cousins once to uh once in a long, you know, timeline. But I just don't see this trade with Kirk Cousins that everyone's talking about happening. I know the Vikings are 0 3, but they're still a really good team. Defensively, maybe not, which is a little weird. Thought they would be at least be a little bit um more competent on that side of the ball. But offensively they're they're putting up they're on pace for historic ROM numbers, him and Jefferson. So I don't see that trade happening, as you know that they can get it done offensively on the ball. So I don't think that trade's going to happen. The only player that is out on the market... Actually, no, I'm going to give two. Carson Wentz is a quarterback that I want to see out there playing for the Jets. Just because I love Carson Wentz, and I want to see him I want to see him on the field again. I think he could do great things with the Jets. I think his play style could really um, fluctuate there and actually... Um, produce there and another one that you know maybe is a long shot but really not is Philip Rivers there was talks of him coming out of a retirement quote-unquote to win the Super Bowl if the uh, 49ers make it to the Super Bowl why can't the Jets look at that and be like hey do you want to help lead us in this talent very talented team on both sides of the ball to a at least a shot at making the playoffs in a Super Bowl run. I don't know why that's not being discussed. I know they have this trust and loyalty to Zach Wilson, but I think that's gotta that has to stop. Especially if they put out an absolute stinker, which of course they will, it's the Chiefs. If they put an absolute awful performance against the Chiefs, you have to look. You have to look you have to start looking now. It should have been done two weeks ago. But it has to start boiling down to, hey, best we picked up Trevor Simeon, but that can't be it. Trevor Simeon cannot be the answer for Zach Wilson. You have to go out and get an even more veteran experience and more talented quarterback than Trevor Simeon. I'm not saying Trevor Simeon isn't a good quarterback, but we've seen him on a Jets team perform before, and it hasn't been lights out. It 
has been honestly very mediocre. Right? Right, Brendan? Am I right for thinking that? Yeah. Um, I mean, his stats, like, actually weren't that bad. I saw something from, uh, what's the account? Jet underscore news on IG. Uh, as a starter, 13-17, 7,000 yards, 42 TDs, 28 picks, and a 58, uh, closer to 59 complete, uh, completion percentage. So, I mean, that's not terrible. It's better than I thought. But still, I mean, I'd rather take a gamble with a guy like Carson Wentz or go out for Phillip Rivers. Yeah, I mean, Trevor Sim, yeah, he's fine, but he's not going to win you games. And I think Joe Douglas has to know this, and Robert Sala has to know this, and I don't know what's going on with their minds and how they're not going to uh, even think of going out and getting another veteran uh, quarterback like uh, Wentz or Rivers. So moving on from the Jets, more football news. Well, not news, but just we have a Thursday night football game tomorrow night. The Detroit Lions, HC, DC, MCDC, never mind, versus the Jordan Love-led Green Bay Packers. I think this is going to be, in my mind, game of the week. But so far, Packers games have been very riveting and very interesting. They've been, because the Packers aren't, they're fine. They're good. They're a good team. Jordan Love is a decent quarterback. But... It has been comeback or just very close games. And I think this game could easily be a very close game. But Detroit, they are they're a winner. They're a winning team now. They have a winning culture there. Yes, they lose um CJ Gardner Johnson, which is a massive blow to that um that defensive side of the ball. But that offense is still great. Sam Laporte, a tight end. Uh, you have Amon Ra. Uh Jameer is Jameer Gibbs out? No, no David Montgomery. Okay, Jameer Gibbs is in, who is a very highly touted uh, running back for the Lions, and Jared Goff, who I think is poised to have a long career in the NFL. Hopefully, with the Lions, because I love Jared Goff. I loved him since he came out of the draft with the Rams. So I, th- I hopefully he stays with the Lions for long term, and they're able to put around some fantastic seasons. So I think we have a really good game tomorrow night between the Packers and the Lions big divisional game so I don't see why not uh it'd be a great game especially because I feel like Thursday night games recently in the past year and a half including this season have been absolute um failures they have been the most boring games I've ever seen in my life but hopefully I think these two teams can put on an absolute great performance tomorrow night and uh deliver a good game and speaking of game I'm gonna uh, give it to well, let's let's give a little prediction right now I'm gonna go Lions Ooh, I think I think it's gonna be a decent high-scoring game. Lions twenty-eight, Packers twenty-four. Uh, in, in in all honesty, I I just picked up Jordan Love for my fantasy team, and I also have Jameer Gibbs on my fantasy team at the same exact time. So, very unbiased guy right here. Uh, I I would hope this is a shootout, best game I've ever seen ever. You know, I I I could use uh. Like the Chiefs Rams Monday night game, a couple long time ago now, where it was fifty like what fifty four to fifty one or something along the lines of that. I would love a repeat of that if that could happen. Jordan Love and Jared Goff go on their own tear, even though that probably won't happen. I it, it could, but I I would think. You know what? I'm gonna give it to the Packers. I I think 
the main reason is is because you're getting Christian Watson back, so it's his first game. Uh, Dobbs and Jaden Reed have looked incredible, so has Musgrove. Supposedly, you're getting also Aaron Jones back because A.J. Dillon has been doing nothing for them. And even though Love has been inaccurate, has one of the lowest passer or completion percentages that I've seen, he's only, uh, against the Saints, he only completed 50% of his passes. So, but he's still getting three touchdowns a game or two touchdowns a game. Whether that being passing or rushing, he's still having a great season so far. So I just think that both defenses are still kind of mid. So in all honesty, Green Bay has the healthier, better offense in my mind that can push them over the edge. Got some prediction from you guys? Yeah, I got lines game-winning field goal, something like that, or by a field goal, but I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a shootout, especially with Watson back. And um, I really like the Lions, too. I mean, they're kind of my hype team. I feel like they're a lot of people's hype team because, like, they kind of just came out of nowhere to an extent. Um, Pierre Goff, always rooting for him. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping for a shootout, though. That's really it. I just want to watch something good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a... I mean, division rivals, obviously, it's going to be high scoring, no doubt about it. I mean, if you look at the numbers Jordan Love is putting up, I mean, seven touchdowns to one interception. I think he's going to play a pretty well game, pretty pretty good game. I mean, being in Lambeau as well, I mean, that's a tough stadium in itself. Um, but I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Packers 34-31. Oh, all right, calm down there, Dan. <laughs> I got somebody! Yeah! Whatever. I don't usually get somebody. Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah. We usually all agree on most things. Yeah, I true. mean, even with the C.J. Garner-Johnson injury, it's that's going to be tough for the Lions defense. Yeah. That's definitely going to be a big blow to that, that big old defense. Though The boys in the, the ski mask gang, the shysties, do you know what they call them? No. The shysties? No, I they, didn't know that's what they're calling the them. The ski masks? Yeah, I saw the ski masks. Yeah, they're called shysties. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> something new. I, I you learn something new every day. I'm still freaking out over this Buccaneer. Uh, the but not the Buccaneers. The Bucks trade. This has been. Uh, let's go on a little break. About to reach the third hour or three o'clock hour, whatever. Sue me. I was about to say. Shut your mouth. I don't want to hear from you. You've been on the air for too long. You've been listening. But, um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna freak out. I'm gonna go on a Dan rant. Do you want that to happen? I've never screamed in this studio in my life, and I, I will I do so. I would be perfectly fine with that. No, there's too many of us. I don't want to blow out your you, drums. You can go over there. I'll I could produce do that. if you want me to. Absolutely too. not. I'm, I think I'm doing a great job. You are. Let's listeners call in if you think I'm doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't call in. We have a... It's, it's too a mess. many tech problems. It, it's a mess right now. We don't even know if that's going to work right now. But you've listened to the Blitz on 91.3 WBNY. Buffalo, Buffalo original alternative since 1982. We'll catch you back with these short few messages. Aware that you've been thrown into the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey memes. Yeah. That's what I thought was going to be about the game. Yeah. And yeah. what are your thoughts on that? I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. Uh, I've never seen a football jersey with long sleeves. I don't know. Yeah. That's what I got to say about that. But. Any thoughts on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? Uh, if they're happy, I'm happy. <laughs>
That was uh, Jeff Skinner of your Buffalo Sabres talking about uh, Travis Kelsey and the one and only Taylor Swift. Because of the picture going around that's being edited with uh, Jeff Skinner meeting Taylor Swift on her red tour and her holding up a Jeff Skinner jersey. And, you know, it's good to see. I, I, I for- We're back in Studio yeah, B. I, I forgot it to works. Turn, I forgot it to works again. On. We don't know how it works, but it works. For some uh, ungodly reason, it works. Frank, I, I don't have your swear word bleep out yet. I can't. Swear word? Did I say a word? No, no, beforehand. When Remember you were talking about Jeff Skinner oh, last time when you swore? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I was like, no, you did not swear today. I'm no. just saying I don't have that swear bleeped out yet. I know. When we, we were talking about Jeff Skinner. So I know. be careful. I know. I yeah, we got Swifties listening out there. You we got careful. Swifties, and I'm a skinny. I'm also a Swiftie. I'll admit it. Are you a Swiftie? I'm loud and proud of Swiftie. I I just I like a couple of her songs. You know, shake it off when it was very oh. popular. There's other songs, Daniel. Oh, I'm sorry that I am not like the greatest. Her reputation era, her album, perfection. Look, Travis Kelsey put Taylor Swift on the map. Oh, <laughs> did, did he though? It is men like you who tear down the women in this system, and you are wrong for it. Oh, come on. We're gonna, everybody's going to have that argument at some point. That uh, Taylor Swift just but uh, just made a billion dollars on her stadium tour. Yeah, and yeah, Travis Kelsey right. made it to the Super Bowl oh, three out of the last four years. Oh, my God. Which is the biggest sporting event in, in the U.S. In the U.S. In the U.S. World we on World Cup is the biggest sport, right? Because it has to be. Everybody plays soccer, or football, in some way. We're Blitz Trip twenty twenty six. Hey, it's a possibility. Oh, I can't wait for that. World we'll Cup. go to we'll all, we'll all go to MetLife. Yeah, or, or we can go to where is it Citizens? Yeah, but um, I brought up Jeff Skinner and Travis and Taylor Swift. Is Jeff Skinner? Score last night against the, I believe, was it the Capitals they were playing last no, night? No, Boston Bruins. Bruins. Yes, yes, yes. An absolute uh, lights-out game from Devin Levi. And uh, that Sabres team is looking, they're looking nice after last night's preseason game. But, um, yeah, Skinner looked good. I thought Devin Levi looked fantastic. Benson. But, uh, Zach Benson. Benson. Yeah, that connection between them is insane. I mean, I mean, we all knew the Sabres were going to be good. Right, Dan? Right? It's preseason. We, we all knew the Sabres were going to be fine and they're going to be okay. Yeah, that they'd be fine in preseason, yeah. Oh yeah, let's wait Let's wait till the regular season. I mean... Hey, hey, yes! You don't understand Chris, this. Yes! <laughs> I mean, preseason is preseason. Come no, on now. You don't... Listen. Talk- I've been here, what, eight months? What? How, whatever time. Long... Time frame. I have to go back into the archives. Probably like seven, eight months. Every time this man talks about the Buffalo Sabres and Don Granado and Kevin Adams... It is – I don't understand how you're a Sabres fan. I don't understand it. Like, I don't get it. It's you don't constant. get disappointment? We have and... this conversation every week, Daniel. Right, I know. I, I mean, you guys bring it up. I just stick to my guns. Just did, did you like what you saw last night from the team is all I'm saying? Yes. Good. That's it. That's it. That's it. I said, do the Sabres <laughs> look good? Yes, for a preseason game, they look amazing. I hate you. <laughs> You know, I think we all expect big things out of the Sabres this year. Do you expect big things? Because I expect at least a wild card performance from them. Yes. Oh. 
I I expect more than playoffs. Oh, I I expect them to at least get past the wild card. Okay, and lose in the second round to who? The Panthers. I agree. Uh, I would rather lose to the Devils. From a neutral fan's perspective, I like to say the Sables would probably make a playoff spot. I mean, just look at what they did at the end of last year, right? Yes! Yes! <laughs> I mean, you got to build on that, right? You would this, hope. <laughs> this this man called last season for the Sabres an absolute failure. Oh, I mean, up until the end. Ah! <laughs> yes! They were supposed to be a bottom a bottom team, and they were playing meaningful hockey until the last week of the season. I don't care a what the A team that was supposed says. to be the very bottom of the table in the entire East and they they're playing meaningful hockey into the last week of the season and of regular season. Hopefully they can build on that this year. Yes, that's all we're saying. That's all we want to see. <laughs> that's why but he calls it an absolute failure when they were supposed to be one of the worst teams in the league and they're playing great hockey into the last bit of the season. That's all I'm saying about you, Dan. Because I'm not even a Sabres fan and you make me mad. <laughs> you, you know, Frank, I'm just glad I live rent-free in your head. Shut your mouth. You don't live right <laughs> in my head. I had to. No one, no one lives in my head. Just my inner thoughts and demons. And Target. Don't bring this up. I'm, <laughs> I don't work there today. I don't have to think about it today. Okay. I'm going. I'm going to get a haircut after this. And we're Ooh. Going, yeah, the mullet's staying, but it's just going to be a little shorter. Oh, it's going to be sharper. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, not to brag, but I think I'm. I think I'm pulling off the mullet. I think not I, to brag. I think I've got the. Everyone keeps calling me. You look like a hockey player, and I'm like, that's a thank you. That's a compliment. I appreciate that. Even you can though, be the next Taro Tushimoto. I I know what that is. Well, because, now you do. Well, I knew who it was. Well, yes, I know. But like, I didn't know. But no, we're gonna have a Sabers uh preseason started, and I guess we're just gonna keep track of that and just wait until the regular season starts. Hopefully, bring back some uh, Sabers at nights. They play tonight against Toronto. So we'll see how that works out. Disgusting. Uh, but, yeah, no, that's definitely something we're looking into when the regular season starts on how many Sabres after dark we can do this year. Uh, we're excited to bring it back and expand on it. We're not going to do just West Coast game games anymore. We're going to try to expand to games during the week that are also around here. All right. So we're 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 gonna try new things. We're gonna expand on the idea, and hopefully, that all you listeners enjoy it when we do it, and uh, that you listen in. Question: Why don't we just go to KeyBank and just bring mics with us and just record it? I don't think we can do that. We can't record there if we just bring mics with us. Well, you also have to go through security and everything, and I don't think security will allow it. Ooh. People do bring recorders because that's what people do at baseball games. Yeah. Like if they want to be a play-by-play guy, they like just record themselves talking. I just know, know, you know, I really don't know how we would set it up. You know, I'm sure there's got to be a way that there we can get it. There probably is. Like, it's probably just complicated. If we, if we can get like a contact within KeyBank and the Sabres organization and find a way. I'm sure there's a cool way that we could make it our way in and be able to record ourselves during the game and give live commentary to that. I'll, I'll call Terry up. You know, we'll, we'll see. Give old Terry Terry a little call and see, like, hey, this is the Blitz. This is Dandale. We yeah, got we, we to be in there, man. Let's, let's work something out. We got to get our own booth, record the game. You know? I don't, 
we're Buffalo guys. I don't see why not. We're local legends. I right. don't see why not. I don't see why that can't be an issue that we can't make uh, happen. But um, no, a little bit off uh Sabers talk and a little bit into my favorite. The MLB postseason right is October. right around the corner. If you say right October one more time, I'm <laughs> kicking you out. <laughs> I'm kicking you. <laughs> Yes. This f- is Chris's first time here. Give him some leeway, I'm, Frank. I'm already being assaulted. Already. I mean, between Fly Eagles Fly and Red October, I can't handle it anymore. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. Good for you. Whatever. <laughs> good for you. You know, the Rays did it a week ago. I mean, we started off pretty slow. So, I mean, it's just it's just nice to see us get there. Good for you. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that was, I like, feel, the I most. Feel, I feel the pr- I feel. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, um. Obviously, we're getting a lot of teams now. We're uh, we're locking in. We're hunking in now. The Rays still have a shot at the AL East. The American League West is still up in arms. Those are the only two uh, divisions, I believe, that are still have not been locked down into which team could ultimately win them. Uh, really need the Orioles to start now because I really I don't want the Rays to play in the wild card because of last year what happened when we got swept by the Guardians in the wild card. I don't. I don't want to go through that again. I can't go through that heartbreak. Because around this time, I went to a pumpkin patch. I was listening to game two. And we were being, it was, every, no one was hitting the ball. It was a pitching duel of the, of the ages. And then just, of course, the Rays blow it with at like the 14th inning. As I'm driving back from going pumpkin patch picking. I'm very upset. And I just start screaming in my car. But I expect different things. But I don't want the wild card. And a little fun fact about this postseason, first time in 30 years, no St. Louis Cardinals, no New York Yankees, and no Boston Red Sox are in the playoffs. First 30, 32 years? 30 years, there has been not a Cardinal, Red Sox, or Yankee in the playoffs. Wow. that That's a number. That's one heck of a number. Red Sox, I think you could have expected... And they did better than expected. They did. They did better than we expected because we expected them to be the bot. I mean, they are the worst team in the AL East, statistically. But right. They performed better than we thought they were, but um, they, I mean, the Cardinals. We kind of expected more. You have Paul E. G. in there, Paul Goldschmidt. Oh, you expected Nol- way more. Nolan Arenado, Adam Wainwright, who um, threw his two hundred, two hundred strikeout of the season, and then he um, pulled himself for all, pulled himself out for the rest of the season. That was a team that you expected really to go out there and probably make some waves. And then the Yankees, an absolute uh, collapse from them. Yeah, that's right. Make your make your face, Dan. I want you to know I'm 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 ooh, I'm smothering I'm or sm- simmering in this just talking about it. The New York Yankees, as where they they turned it on at the end. They yeah. had they had a shot. It was a, it was a very long shot, but they had a shot. And they failed because John Carl Stanton uh, can hit one home run maybe every two weeks, and that's it. That's all you're gonna get. But um, Aaron Judge going out really, I think, turned that team around into a very deep, deep decline. And even when he came back, he was, he was great. He was great. He was. I mean, three home runs in one game. No one Arizona. else was good. No. And we talked about the Anthony Rizzo concussion. Right. Which I think that was also a big turnaround for the Yankees as to why maybe they couldn't get past it and how they even let that occur to Anthony Rizzo, who was one of your star players. Uh, having Josh Donaldson up until after the All-Star game and then you get rid of him, that's a big mistake. Having IKF 
uh, all over the field and having him play in these clutch moments when you know he's he's a good ball player, but he's not going to be in those clutch moments what you want. And even John Carlos Stanton, when they uh, pitch hit him, he he's he's his OPS is below I think seven. And then getting rid of Bader, you forgot yeah. about that. That I, was weird. Carlos Rodon, who was supposed to be this big name acquisition, has been an absolute uh, failure Bust. on their part. The legitimately Garrett Cole is the only thing that has panned out for them. Yeah, and he'll probably win this. Yeah, he'll come. He's close. winning the American League Cy Young. Yeah, he I should. Don't, I think he should. As much as I hate him for being an Astro and not a Yankee, I hate the man. But fair, he is the American League Cy Young for the numbers he's put up in his ERA and the amount of strikeouts, his WHIP, everything. According to him, I think he uh, is undoubtedly my American League Cy Young. But with all that talent, the Yankees couldn't get it done. But no. also their rotation coming in of AAA, which their their farm system, it's fine. You have Jason Dominguez, but that was it. That, yeah, that is it. That was your guy in, in AA and AAA. You brought him up. You um groomed him into a great player and then he came up and he was absolutely electric and he was more consistent than a lot of guys on the team within his first week or two weeks than most guys on the team for all year and of course he gets hit he gets hurt he's out of the season and I think that was the last nail in the coffin for the Yankees and their hopes of even sniffing a wild card spot but yeah first time in 30 years either of those three teams are not in the postseason which is a wild thing especially the Yankees. Now, what if Houston misses? What, does that, like, increase the number? No. Because, no. I mean, before 2014, before That's 2015, true. They Houston, really... the best player on that team was Jeff Bagwell. Right. So it's like... That's true. Houston Astros were really nothing before. They had those, which, by the way, I love those, like, 2000s jerseys where it was, like, the red. Oh, yes. I love those. I, I played Little League one season in those. Amazing I think jerseys. They're amazing. I love the Astros. I I hate to say it, but I like the Astros logo in Jersey now, but whatever. But um, it's a strong chance that the Astros could um, collapse. They got swept by Kansas City. They um lose to Seattle. And just that whole three-way um team right now, like between that um, American League West is very interesting. And Houston and Seattle are just fighting it out. Yeah. Their last series is against each other. Um, really, all Texas has to do is beat the Angels a couple of times, That's which is easy not money. hard to do when Shohei's not out there and Mike Trout's not out there. Right. Gio's and I don't I think I think Joe Rochelle is out. Former Yankee. Yeah. I think he's out. So it's really just hey, we you just have to beat the wor- like the worst Angels team that they could put out. And if Texas can't do that Then they don't deserve they don't deserve to make it. it. I mean in my mind they don't even like the collapse that they had after the all star break is it needs to be studied. Right. Because they were on a tear like the Rays were after the All-Star break. And the Rays obviously had a terrible July. Had a 300 winning percentage. Uh, is honestly probably the reason that the Baltimore Orioles are in first place and we're not. Is because we had an absolute slump in July and then brought it back up to over like 600, 700 winning percentage for the rest of the two months after July. But um, the Rangers, I mean, they lose to Grom. He pitched six games and that's all you got out of him. Max Scherzer's out who is also, you know, two big guys in that um, rotation that you lose. And then just that, um, those offensive players, Marcus Simeon was supposed to be an absolute uh, MVP breakout this year, kind of slowed down. Uh, so it's like Corey Seager, 
was doing great at the beginning of the season, started slowing down. He's kind of picking it up back up now, but not really. So this, uh, the three-way teams in uh, American League West is very interesting, and I think it's going to be a very tight race in two, like quite literally until the end of the day of the regular season. I think that is going to be the calm. Whichever team comes out that day is going to be on top of the American League West. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I think that the AOS is just so competitive, and it is going to go down to the very last day. Yeah. Until just like, anything is confirmed, most likely. Just like the National League wild card, which have now been clinched by the Phillies. The Phillies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you feel about that? How do you feel? Because it was looking like towards like before and after All-Star game that this Phillies team coming off a World Series uh, prom appearance it wasn't going to be looking too great for them you lose Bryce Harper for a little bit he comes back still kind of in a lull there pitching's kind of up and down you still have they have Taiwan Walker right yeah yeah they still have him so it's like and you pick up Noah Syndergaard for god whatever reason and your season kind of fluctuates throughout like honestly each week so Kyle Schwarber is great but um how does it feel now to know that at least the Phillies are going to make the postseason Definitely relaxing, that's yeah. for sure. I mean, just from the start of their season, like you said, I mean, there, there was definitely ups and downs. Um, but they made it through. I mean, to to not have Bryce Harper, like you said, first, what was it? I think it was like 90? Yeah, it was It was like a month and a half, two yeah. months without him. Yeah, definitely from that, what was it? I think it was like TJ surgery, Tommy John. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely a tough one to come back from. But just the numbers he even put up, too after coming back and all these home runs he was hitting was just that man is he's not from this planet and i think team mvp honestly probably has to be trey turner because if you don't know the story of trey turner he had an absolute amazing world um world baseball classic which you don't know it's basically the world cup Mm -hmm. for baseball started in 2006 and he was absolutely electric during that the philly signed him to a mega contract and then he starts off the year very slow. very slow. Very slow. And it was a little concerning. And then one game, the Phillies fans decided that, hey, we know this guy is good. We're going to give him a standing ovation before he comes out to bat. What does he do? He homers. Changes. And since then, he has been on fire. Changed his whole dynamic. See, it, it's so weird how baseball players do the randomest things, and then the next game, they just do well. Yeah. Like, the A's winning when everybody was there actually doing the un... Um, like the weird... Um, yeah, the... Um, I forgot what they called it. Reverse boycott. Reverse, reverse boycott, that's right. Then you have uh, going out to eat pasta with uh, Volpe and I think it was Austin and Wells. Yeah. Uh, but th- then Volpe went on a tear for a long time. And then you had Trey Turner just... Yeah, let's just stand up for him one day before he takes a at bat. And since then, he has been the star of that Phillies team for sure that has led them to clinch the top wild card spot for the um, National League. And the National League, the, for the second spot, it's coming down very close. It's Marlins. Oh, who's the other teams in Marlins, Cincinnati, um, Chicago, and Arizona. Yes, because I know the Diamondbacks are close. Cubs lost a... a Grueling game last night against the Braves. Basea Suzuki missed a pop fly out in right field. Uh, devastated for him because I think if they, it was bottom eight. If they held on, they would have probably won the game against Atlanta and moved up another game to put them in the wild card spot. My app's not working because I hate Buff State Wi-Fi. 
but whatever. But no, I think that we're getting right around the corner of when baseball starts getting hot. Everyone, everyone starts looking at which team's gonna make it, which teams are out. And man, this is gonna be this is gonna be a fun, fun postseason. Because the Rays are gonna win everything. Can't wait for that. We're running. We're, we're gonna have to make a bracket soon. We are. I'll start working on that. I'm the like. I guess I would call myself the baseball guy here. We're the baseball guys. Yeah, we're the baseball guys. I feel better about that. I know absolutely nothing about lacrosse. Like, Dan. Right? Yeah. I believe you have a little NLL and the Bandits news for us. Yeah, uh, the Bandits released their 2023-24 uh, schedule this year. You know, raise a banner. Let's go. Uh, but there's also been changes to the NLL in general that – uh, instead, they used to have an East and a West conference or division, and it it was always East would have about eight and West would have about six or seven, you know, depending on the year. Well, this is the first year they're actually going to do a unified standings. So it's now everybody against everybody. Everybody now gets at least one game against each other. So you're not going to see Buffalo against Toronto like five times. And hello, notification sound in my ears. Uh, but the playoffs have also changed due to unified standings, where now the top eight teams make it. Um, and there are no more buys. That That is a key thing, too. There never were buys, but um, there still aren't any. You know, which, while adding teams, because it used to be the top four in each, um, and usually the West was always the very, you know, you got some random team at the end who did horrible, but could somehow turn it on in the playoffs. Uh, that's what happened with Colorado this season to uh, do the rematch from two seasons ago now uh, against the Bandits. Of course, Bandits came on top this time, but it's going to be exciting seeing um, at least the home games for the Bandits that uh, we get San Diego here, Georgia, Colorado, uh, the New York Riptide, we get Rochester, Albany, Saskatchewan, Toronto, and Calgary all at home. Uh, so it's not like you're just seeing Rochester all the time. Or we don't even get Halifax at home So, or Philly. So it, it is really exciting that you know the L- NLL is able to expand. They're now putting more money into it because now they're going to have more travel costs. Uh, especially Terry Pagula actually owns two lacrosse teams. Uh, did you not know that? No, I didn't know Terry Pagula owned two lacrosse teams. Well, the Bandits came with the Sabres. And Obviously. then uh, the Rochester Nighthawks he owns. Uh, so it, it's going to be a very exciting season. I can't wait for it to start. I mean, uh, mostly all the games on Saturday, but I think the Blitz can try to go to a Friday game if we want to push it. Yeah, you guys also have to like teach me the rules because I know, I know, quite literally nothing about lacrosse. Oh, buddy, you don't need to know a thing. Trust me, I can just show you a couple of videos and you'll just be so excited. Just imagine hockey, but instead on ice, you're you're on artificial turf. Yeah. No, I've gone to a few high school lacrosse games, and I just okay. sit there. And I sit there, and I'm like, what just happened? Well, well, you you understand, like, high school is out in a field. Mm-hmm. This is box lacrosse, yeah. which means a heck of more a lot of hits and aggressiveness and fights and everything that hockey isn't, 
or was back in the past has transitioned to lacrosse. Are we ta- Are you telling me that people get absolutely boarded? There are boarded? fights. There are fights in regular. There, there are punches thrown. Wait, it what? It is great. It is great. Why lacrosse you, is great. Why didn't you tell me this before? Now I'm sold. <laughs> lacrosse is now my favorite sport. I didn't know they fought. Yeah. It, it's only uh, five minutes. A quarter? Five-minute penalty. Oh, so the same like hockey. Yeah, it's the same as hockey. Okay. But it, it is great. And then, you know, the bandits have their own box chant. Oh, God. B-O-X. B-O-X. The box. The box. The box. box, box. Woo! It's, it's great. You're, you're just going to love the environment. Your environment's always great. Bandits put on a show every time. Score a lot. Frank, I, we're going to get you to one of those games. And I, we're just going to show out. I can already tell I need to pregame this, whatever this is. <laughs> this is, I can already tell I'm going to be whatever kind of state of mind I am going to be watching the Bandits game. Because they got a couple of Friday games, so <laughs> do it right after classes or right after the show. Well, right, I just head over to the bank and just bang. Yeah. That's, yeah. I don't know why I said but bang. that's that's about all the NOL news with the changes. Uh, they also added their draft, but I don't really know the prospects, so I can't really speak on them. I know the Bandits drafted a goalie because Matt Vince is getting old and probably going to retire after this season. Oh, no. He is. Um, there's a couple of defensemen. They traded a couple of picks away, and then I think there's two defensemen and one forward. Um and the one forward said he likes to be like Mark Steinhaus, who is my favorite Bandits player, who I've met multiple times, and I love that guy. So I'm very excited. Question. I don't know if you know this, but who's like the Connor McDavid of the NLL? Uh, Tavares. There's uh, another guy named Tavares. John, John Tavares? Tavares? Yeah, John Wait, Tavares. Wait, what? Yeah. Like, like Maple Leaf John Tavares. There's no way. Yeah, he's actually the coach of the Bandits. Was he playing now? No, he uh, retired. Oh, no. But I meant he's right, the head coach. I meant right but, now. Oh, right now? That's why I said McDavid. If I would have said Dane Gretz- Smith. I, I would say Dane Smith, another Bandit. Is he a Bandit? He's won MVP, I think, two years in a row? Oh, so this guy's a god. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Oh. Well, yeah, I gotta go see Dane the, Smith. The, the Bandits are, like, the top-tier well, yeah, they won it Lacrosse all. team. Well, not not like I think in the whole entire history. Bandits at the beginning were really dominant. They had a couple of rough stretches. And then now they're back on being on top. Man, I can't believe Buffalo is a dynasty and no one really knows about it. <laughs> right. I mean, it is one of the hidden gems in Buffalo. The Bandits are one of the most underrated teams in Buffalo. I mean, they don't even sell out the uh, 300-level uh, back and front. They sell at the sides, but they don't. It's a shame. So we'll say they have a dope logo. They do, and they get the highest attendance each year. What was that? It's okay. You didn't break any. I know I didn't break it, but it's never done that before. Nah, it's just a little ding. Don't I know worry. It's a little about ding. It. Yeah. Don't worry. It's okay. You're fine. But it's looking like three thirty-five. Uh, Twenty-five minutes. Is that no? We still got. We still got time until we do our favorite little activity here at the Blitz. Everyone knows what it is. Well, we got to let Nick know soon what it is, but you know you'll see it. You you probably already saw it on my computer. But um, no, there's I don't really know any other big news happening right now. We talked about Thursday night football. 
gave our little predictions there. Just, uh, Dan, what are you? Uh, there is. All right. If I can find it. The Bills injury report. Oh, oh no. God. And it's not a long, long list. It okay. is a list. Okay. Is it better it's not... than uh, last week? What? Better than last week? Last week debatable. was pretty Debatable. That, that's a debatable statement. Well, right? it depends on who's on it. Right. Uh, so, first off, we already knew this one because of McDermott saying it uh, in a lot of press conferences. Ryan Bates, ankle, did not practice. Not that bad, though, you know. It, it It's a low-grade sprain, so it shouldn't keep him out for long. They're actually expecting him to play this week, even if he's a backup, you know. So, Leonard Floyd, ankle, did not practice. Micah Hyde, hamstring, did not practice. Teron Johnson, hip, was limited. Saran Neal, ankle, did not practice. And then Poyer had uh, some knee issues, did not practice. Okay. It's not awful. But it's not good. But most of them were working on the side. Okay. Was Poyer one of them? I would assume so. It was just knee tightness or okay. soreness. Soreness, I mean. So, I th- so he'll, he'll probably be ready to go. Could just mean he just landed on it hard. And Yeah. I mean, they were all over the field on Washington, so, you know. And they played for a long time. They played for a very long time. They put up some amazing, amazing displays of defense there. But they didn't play as long as Tua did, which is shocking. Do you believe in the Tua MVP? No. Currently, right now? I don't. Does anybody believe in it? I mean, we're three games in. I... Too too early to tell for me. Yeah, I mean, if he keeps it up somehow, sure. But I couldn't see him keeping it up. Now, I did see something that a lot of owners are taking it as disrespect that Mike McDaniels uh, kept running up the score and taking deep shots. That... You know, he didn't have to take deep shots like the. Well, let me guess. It was Jerry Jones that was upset. Well, I don't know. They just said owners, so. Oh. But I mean, you're playing to win, right? Jerry Jones. Right, but the thing is, you're up, you know, I, I think they were up about 54 to 20. I and hate. You can't tell me to put in backups. I hate. Like, I hate this talk so much. It happens in baseball, it does. It happens everywhere. You're there to win, doesn't matter. If I if you let me score, that's on you. We're gonna Shannon Sharp said it best. We're gonna put up points. If you let us score on you, that's on you. We're gonna expose you. And that's they're, they're professionals, right? Yeah. They're getting paid to do something that they love to do and are apparently the best at doing it. Sorry, you, yeah. you let a team score seventy. Yeah. Sorry about your feelings that you you know you put you let us give up seventy. This conversation not be on us about putting up seventy. It should be on you how you let us up how you let us put seventy on you. I hate this conversation about, oh, but they were up. Why'd they go up so much? They should have stopped. No. They brought in Mike White at the end. Like, or Mike White, right? Or was it Skylar Thompson? It was one of the two. You're right, Mike White. Yeah. You were right. So, I mean, hey, they brought in their backup, just like they asked. And guess what? He deep-bombed it to Robbie Chosen. Scored. Just, your defense isn't, and that was on Patrick Sertain. Yeah. That was on your best defensive player in the backfield. And you can't just be like, man, you guys are mean. Why did you guys put up 70 on us? You should have stopped. No. Your football team in the NFL, we're a football team in the NFL, we're going to play our game, and we're going to keep running up the score. I hate this narrative of, oh, but 
you got to be respectful. No. You're a professional. You're getting paid. You're there to play, and you're there to win. It's not, it's not our fault. It's not their fault that they put up 70. It's your fault that you let them. I, I agree with that. I think that's fair. Their defense didn't stop two major deep plays. I mean, I, I get it. Yeah, but Mike White wants to at least show that he can throw the ball in case of Tua gets hurt. Um, and Akan just had a great game. You can't, you, they couldn't stop him no. for one little bit. Um, I mean, he did so good that we can't even roll into the offensive, uh, the players of the week. Uh, and Achan was the offensive player of the week for the AFC. Oh, uh, just offensive player of the week, not even rookie of the week, right? Because I know he, I know he. Do won they rookie. do rookies of the week still? I don't. Yeah. Because um, Xavier Gibson won it week one when he. They do tournament. that like little side poll, right, for the rookie of the week? No, because he got the no? last year when they started doing like the they gave him like the Pepsi title and they had like the rookie. Of the oh, week okay, belt. that's like a special. Okay, but like no, no, there are like rookies about. of the week, right? And it, I know Xavier Gibson won. I don't know who won it week two, but no, um, a chain or a chan, a cane, a chan, a chan. Yeah, he changed his name. I saw a tweet and it was I'm pretty sure he won rookie of the week, but I've been yeah. There's no way he wasn't going to win. And then Kenneth Walker won NFC Offensive Player of the Week with his two-touchdown game. Um, makes sense. He had 156 scrimmage yards. Yeah, he's Carolina like... couldn't do anything. Then we have, like what I said on Monday, if they didn't give him the Defensive Player of the Week, it was highway robbery. Oh, no. Terrell Bernard is the oh. AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Let's go. Very great. That uh, He had an amazing game. He deserves it 100%. Um, you know, he's the only, like we mentioned this stat multiple times, that he's the first person since Brian Erlacher to do what he did with the two sacks, uh, the seven tackles, and the fumble and the interception. Uh, then Aiden Hutchinson got the Defensive Player of the Week. In the NFC. Yeah, he was lights out for them. Which he had a couple of passes defended, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery. So, really, it make Oh, he also had two sacks. So, he's just dominant. He's, There's a reason they took him, and he's just one of the most dominant defensive ends I've seen. He's probably one of the best Lions on that. He is the best Lion on that team. It's between him and Sun God. Yeah. Sun God's really good with He's his re- routes. I think, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson has been dominant. He has. Amon Ra has kind of just started bomb breaking through from last season. I think Aiden Hutchinson is that is the most dominant player on the Lions. And the NFC. No, Miles Garrett there. Never mind. Then to the special teams player of the week, the AFC is Matt Gay with his... Oh, my God. He went off. Right. He had his 450-plus field goals and he made a 31 had the overtime winner um deserved it 100 percent. i even saw uh on uh tiktok that there's a league where they only start five people but for the kicker if it's anything below 50 yards you only get three points but if it's over 50 yards you get 30 points what so in that league matt gay got 124 points how do you what? I don't know what the... I, I've never seen a league like that, but 
124 points is unheard of. What? I mean, how do you... <laughs> that's so... It, it's... I understand it's five people in one league, but... Yeah. Don't be, don't be dumb. Don't put dumb rules like that. And then the NFC Special Teams Player of the Week is one of my favorite kickers. Matt Prater! Loves Matt Prater. Yeah. Has 60-yard field goal. Um, you know, he's the third kicker in NFL history to make three or more uh, field goals of 60-plus on Sunday. So, honestly, it makes sense. The Cardinals had a great game. I I think the NFL made the right choices with these players. Yeah. Week. I don't think there can be really any argument against any of them. No, Terrell Bernard was absolutely dominant against the command. I mean, yeah. I mean, that entire defense was dominant, but he was an, an absolute standout. Him and Epineza. Right. I mean, I think you you honestly could have put the just Bill's defense for uh, defensive player of the week. Honestly, I bet if they do that, uh, you know, the Nickelodeon one, that the, award the that MVP. they give every week, they sometimes just group the players up. Yeah. Mike Evans was the week one MVP. Right, yeah, MVP. I saw that. He got slimed. Yeah, but he didn't. Well, he didn't get slimed because he's balding, so he said no. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's sad. Yeah, he goes, no, I'm balding. I can't no, get slimed. I'm balding. Can't do it. Mm. But as we reach towards the 15 minute mark left in the show, we're gonna do our little favorite activity here on the Blitz. Give me a second. My computer's asleep. <laughs> Frank, wake me up. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. And the computer ma- <laughs> said, what the heck? Why are you waking me up? It's Immaculate Grid time. If you do not know, the Immaculate Grid is a three-by-three grid. Three rows, three columns. And the three columns today, we have the New England Patriots, Jacksonville Jaguars, and Super Bowl champ. And in the rows, we have the San Francisco 49ers, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the New York Giants. You have it on yours, right? Yep. Okay. I'm, I'll just let you, like, do it. I'm just going to – I just have it so I can see it. No, you're good. Uh, Let's start off. I think I got one for you, New England. And, yeah, New England, San Francisco? No, New York. Oh. Oh. I'm thinking Jabril, uh, Jabril Peppers, right? Yes. Yeah. Would Matt Breida also work? No, he wasn't a giant. No, Matt Breida is a giant currently. He's a giant currently. And he was – was he a Patriot? I don't think he was. I don't remember for sure, though. Gotta make sure I spelled Jabril Peppers right. That is correct. 22%. Yeah, we're probably thinking the same person for uh, New England, San Fran. Who do you Jimmy got? Garoppolo. Yeah. Jimmy yeah. G. I, I think it's two out there, and it works perfectly. Didn't James Harrison go to the New England Patriots for some time after the pay, uh, after his, after the Pittsburgh? Did James Harrison go to New England? I really feel he did. I remember. Are you looking it up or are you typing it in? No, I'm typing it up. Okay. Please, trust me. I don't cheat. Sure. Hey, how dare you? I don't know, I don't know where those A's come from on your report card, but whatever. Um, <laughs> because I do a great job. Sure. I'll even show you my phone. Oh, I thought you were showing me the time. I'm like, I have multiple no, things that no, show No, I'm just showing you my phone that I'm not cheating. I, I do, we do that for all the games. So we have Jabril Peppers and we have Jimmy G. Right. And I think this one's James Harrison if with uh, wanna, New England Steelers. If you want to throw it in, you throw it in. But if you're wrong, I'm breaking this glass window in front of me and strangling you. 
I was right, 24%. Look at you. Yeah. So proud of you. See? Um, Nick, can do, you see it? Do we... Uh, do you want to do just Super Bowl champ and run it I, down? I got yeah. one. Giants, David Tyree. Yeah, oh that would make sense. Goodness. Steelers, who won it when they won against the Cardinals? Ty- David Tyree, 13%. All right. Then- uh, wasn't Chris Boswell on that team? Bozzy Boss? Hmm. I, I genuinely can't remember the Steelers team uh, before. Ooh, Boswell was 2015 to 2023. I yeah, don't know for no, sure. No, 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 no. Uh, we could go Heinz Ward. We could go. I feel like we could get like a lot of like no names because the only criteria is like Super Bowl champ. Right, yeah. Gotta, like, that's that's the thing. You could go random no names. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think, I, no, but it has to be they won a Super Bowl with Pittsburgh. Right, they have to yeah, be. Yeah, I they know. Won we just got to think. <laughs> I, I, I would think, I mean, you could put Emmanuel Sanders here. Was he, he with that? He oh, won, yeah. With the 08 or the 09? He won with Pittsburgh. I remember he did. Hmm. I remember he did. Swear on swear on me. I'm going to swear on you. Okay. If Emmanuel Sanders is not a Pittsburgh Steelers that won a Super Bowl, I'm going to, like I just said, break the glass and run over there. What do you see, Dan, when you type in Emmanuel Sanders? Nothing. I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> Why would Emmanuel... Emmanuel Sanders has never been up. I thought he was. No, he was a Steeler. I don't think Emmanuel Sanders has been a Steeler. We'll search that up after. I'll put in Heinz Ward. Sure. Or Jer- Jerome Bettis win? Yeah. I like Heinz Ward Ooh, better. Heinz Ward. 7% yeah, Heinz one. Ward. Uh, San Francisco. We can go a bunch of ways here. Uh... Let's see. We could do Randy Moss, Joe Montana. I'll just do Joe Montana. I feel like Steve Young will get less. Okay, we'll do Steve Young. everyone knows Montana's Mr. Okay, we'll do Steve Young. 13%. You were right. Yeah, I can guarantee you Montana would have been like. Okay, so we just have Jacksonville with San Francisco, Pittsburgh, or the Giants. Um, Evan Ingram. Evan, Evan Ingram. Ingram. Oh my God! Great. What are you doing today? No, nah, it's because like I got Giants fan friends. Seventy-three percent. So like... Oh wow. Well, it makes sense. He is yeah. the most current signing. What do you see there, Nick? What do you? We got what? Jags and Jags and uh, San Francisco and Jags and Steelers. Yeah. I'm sorry, I haven't been filling mine out. I'm. Not... <laughs> Let's see. Jags, Pittsburgh. My goodness. Did Blake Bortles ever play for? Uh, no. No, nah, he was. Wait, Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins wow. might be. No. No, maybe. Maybe. Okay. That's Definitely not one Bortles. to because I remember him with San Francisco. I feel like he got a shot with Jacksonville. Where did MJ Day go? MJD. Go uh Oakland and nowhere important. Uh <laughs> I I, I could have sworn it was three different teams. I, I feel like I know at least one. I Raiders is one. What's the other one? It's not important, I don't think. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Um, Jags Niners. This is... Where did TJ Yeldon go? Did TJ Yeldon go to San Francisco? I haven't heard TJ Yeldon in a while. I think TJ Yeldon went to San Francisco. You're opening memories in my mind that I haven't thought of TJ Yeldon in so long. (laughs) I think TJ Yeldon went to San Francisco. Where did that come from? TJ... Oh, my gosh. Former Buffalo Bill. Oh, that... Yeah, okay. That explains it. Ooh, I don't trust it. 2015 to 2020. Yeah, no. 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 Um, 
wait. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, he did get shipped a lot. Oh, wait. Wait. We're forgetting one. Oh. Allen Robinson, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh. Oh, my God. Before I hurt myself with San Francisco. And the most popular answer for Jacksonville, San Francisco. Blaine oh, so, oh, yeah, we... Gabbert. I wasn't going to guess Blaine I was not going to. Who else was there? Who else was there? Oh, let's see. Uh, if I can remember how I click on things. <laughs> if I can remember how to show it. Let's see. Uh, CJ Berthard. That's where TJ Yeldon came from. Stop it. Well, I knew there was a J, okay? You were close, but no biscuit. Um, Ooh, I want Carlos Hyde. That's a that's a tough one to miss. Uh, Jamichael Hasty. Wasn't gonna get that. I at least know who it is, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, really no wide receivers except like maybe Blake Bell. No. But besides that, yeah, not really anything. Uh, Chris Conley. I no think one, but I wasn't. There was no way I was going to be able to get that. To Sean Gibson. Nope. Let's see here. Who else? Who have I not said? Who I know? Oh, we could have went. Uh, or no, that's not right. Uh, Chase McLaughlin. No, I was. There's no way. Oh, Miles Jack for uh, Pittsburgh and uh, Jacksonville. Didn't he? Oh, okay. Yeah, he retired, I think. And that's a. About it. I this was one of the better ones that we have done. It was quick. It was easy. Painless. It it was not that hard, Last honestly. And and we didn't get most of the popular answers. I mean, the only popular answer we got was Evan Ingram with the Giants. So most people got in nine out of nine today. Eight thousand eight hundred and thirty people got in nine nine out of nine. All right, not bad. Which was the highest. 8 out of 8 was 5,001. And we're included in that 5,001. Maybe we're the one. Maybe we, I mean, we could be. I'm just looking at the news from, well, nice little immaculate grid there. We could do, a, no, we're not going to do it. We shouldn't do another one. Are you sure? You don't want to do a baseball or a hockey or, I don't know. You, you know could. what? Found out Nick here is a soccer fan. How do you feel about your knowledge? Chris. Chris. <laughs> Frank, you're getting... Yeah, I, don't, I deserve that. Uh, sh- how, do you feel, how do you feel about your soccer knowledge? Pretty confident, I'd say. Want to do the soccer one? Let's do it. We, we can try it. Try. Uh, it. I, I mean, I'm already looking at it. It's uh, Barcelona, Real Madrid, and a club I've never seen. I think that's not to know. It's like uh, Croatia. That's like Croatia. Uh, that's, wait. I can't tell you the name of it because I botched it. There is a Dinamo Zadreb. Well, I mean, I guess that's what it's called. Middle, I mean, is probably the easiest thing I've ever seen. Luka, Luka Modric. Well, yeah, the that is correct. Yeah, it was just the Croatian flag. Right. I know what I'm doing. Uh, Barcelona and Bayern Munich, Alaba. Right, Alaba's. Uh, Where are we Alaba's going? Sorry, no, no, no. He's with Real Madrid. Wait, isn't Rodri <sighs> now? Uh, yeah, Rodri's with uh, Barcelona. Yes, sir. I could have. Sw- I thought Alaba went to. And then Barca and Bayern. That top one's probably Robert Lewandowski. 
Oh, Lewandowski is a... I forgot he went to Barcelona. Oh, my God. Jeez. He, he, he was, like, telling me off air that he was just... He watches every game. I do. Like, this man <laughs> is a master in soccer football knowledge. You want to talk about the Carabao Cup? Oh, my God. You want to talk about BPL, La Liga. You want to talk about Everdize. You want to talk about Champions League. I got you. We're talking about Carabao Cup? Oh, my God. That's happening I know. Right now. <laughs> Frank, I know we only have, like, the little stickers on our computer. Yeah, we don't We don't ever get to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Oh I mean, God. I remember doing, like, a whole episode by myself, and I was able to talk about soccer because nobody else was here. Oh, I would have loved to join that. <laughs> We never, we never get to do yeah. this. this I know. Fun. This is great. Uh, what else do we have? We have, we did um, Man City and Barca, right? Yeah. Man City and Real Madrid, uh, Mateo Kovacic. Oh, my Kovacic. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're just pulling these <laughs> out. I mean, wait. No, no, no. Yeah, no. He does play for Man City. He did go to Chelsea, though. Now Dude, I am City. not touching this at all. Like, he just knows everything. <laughs> I, I don't think I need to do anything <laughs> or say anything. My goodness, it's right. What did I say? <laughs> I can't. I'm gonna be honest. I can't name that anyone on that last team. Yeah, I don't know who that's, this is. That's a little. That's that's a tough one. Dynamo. That's that's really. Yeah. Tough. That's not even like. Oh my god. I don't know where it is. <laughs> that's got to be a Croatian league, right? I would think Let's so. But I mean, Bayern and Real Madrid definitely David Alaba. Or I mean, you could even go Chabi Alonso. You could. Oh, Chabi, Chabi Alonso. Oh. That's he's a goat. That's I mean, one of the yeah. Old ones. Definitely doing work at Bayern Leverkusen, though. If you ever watch Bundesliga. You are pulling this out of everywhere, and I've never been more happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we've got two minutes left, so we gotta we got to start quick firing. Unless we just want to get busy. I don't know anything on that right side. I don't yeah, know Yeah, that anything. whole right side's got me stomped. And we got... <laughs> did we get Croatia-Barcelona? I don't think we uh, did. Croatia, Barcelona, Rakitic was one. Rakitic. Um, God, I think he might. That's the only one I can think of. You know, this is even worse than football because the names are just R R A out there. They're unique names. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, R A K I Ivan Rakitic. Yeah, I found yeah. him. I found him. We're good. We're good. We're good. And we got though we got like the first six right from like teams down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down to give up because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know a agreed. single thing on that side. Agreed. All right. Well, heading down until the last few minutes here of the Blitz, uh, we just like to throw out our shulsels here, and we'll just uh, we'll start doing that. Double D Dan Allen, take it away. You can find me on X at double underscore D capital W and Y, and that's where you can also find every time I upload these shows on my Twitter. Brandon? Uh, you can find my photography. I do a lot of sports photography. 66BHZ on Instagram. Perfect. Chris? Um, I mean, you can add me on t- Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. At C Giacobello. I'm spell that out because that is a hard last name. <laughs> uh, G-I-A-C-O-B-E-L-L-O and the number 17. Um, I had to make a new account, so it's pretty, pretty new. But we're going to be posting about 
this year, Champions League, soccer, you name it. Let's go. If you're a big fan of Champions League, go check it out. And you can follow me, Frank the Tank, at text, Twitter slash X at Frank561Lopez or on Instagram at FrankLopez underscore 561. You've been listening to The Blitz on 91.3 WBNY. Enjoy the rest of your day.